Welcome to The Hunt, stories from Monster Hunter, where you can sharpen up on your Monster Hunter skills. We discuss Monster Hunter games inside and out, focusing on Monster Hunter World and Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. And here are the hosts, Phil Willis and Michael Abbs. And uh, welcome to another chapter of The Hunt, stories from Monster Hunter. This is Chapter 2, Freeze! I am your host, Phil Willis, and this is our other host, Mr. Michael Apps. How's it going? It's another fun and exciting day in the land of Monster Hunter, Mr. Apps. Oh, it is always a great day in the land of Monster Hunter. Monsters to be killed and slain and turned into beautiful and gorgeous pieces of armor. Or if you're like me this week, um, capture and ride lots of them instead of killing them. Hmm. Capture them away. Well, we got a couple of things to talk about. And we're gonna be talking about we're gonna be talking about Legiana, we're gonna be talking about Kezu, and we're gonna be talking about pickles. Pickles. Yeah, pickles. They go with so many things. They go with hamburgers. They they can arguably go with hot dogs, and uh, they go with Monster Hunter. Yes, they certainly do. And uh, when you turn pickle into armor, I'm not really sure it's really cool looking armor. I, I'll have to say I was a little disappointed in the way that I looked in pickle armor. What does it even look like? It looks like I'm a walking pickle. <laughs> <laughs> it looks all bumpy and textury like a pickle, just a darker brown as if it's a rotten pickle. So you're like a walking rotten pickle. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's no fun. But, uh, but hey, hey, let's, 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 uh, let's take a little break. Let's put on a little bit of music and, uh, or whatever it is, sound effect that we have queued up here. And we'll come back and we'll talk more about Pickle and other things. This is the assigned quest segment where Mike and I talked about what what we accomplished and separately and together. I know together, Mr. Mike and I hunted the terrifying Kezu. <laughs> Definitely the best monster design ever in any Monster Hunter game. Kezu, if you guys don't know, is a large pale wyvern with flabby rubbery hide uh, that, uh, you know, basically he looks kind of like a a long, uh, it has like the body of a millipede, like that big mouth at the end with the little teeth on it and everything. But he crawls up on the ceiling with legs and almost has like these wing thing going on as well. He's just a grotesque, ucky creature. And then, yeah. 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 It's one of the few that actually fits the name monster instead of just being, oh, it's some variation of like a dragon. Dragon, yeah. Like it's, yeah. It's actually pretty frightening. 
Let me, let me let me just run through really quick here uh, what they have here on the wikia. Uh, let's see. Many of their blood vessels and veins can be seen through their pale skin. Their tail features a specialized orifice which bonds to the ground during electrical attacks and helps them cling to cave ceilings. Their mouth features rows of sharp teeth. Uh, they While their feet lack claws, they instead have suction pads, uh, toes to assist them in climbing and hanging onto walls and ceilings. Uh, so, and yeah, and that's what, you know, I think one of the most irritating things about Pumpkin is he'll stick on the ceiling and you're like, come on, get, get down from there. I, I can't yeah. just come, come, then he lands on you. Like, I didn't mean, I didn't mean for you to, yeah, but electrical, electrical attacking, he'll do an air effect around him, which Mike and I got to experience firsthand a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An electrifying experience, I think, for you towards the end there. <laughs> It was a lot worse in the earlier games when you couldn't like climb up, basically climb up on the ceiling and knock them off, because you kind of had to just wait unless you're one of were one of the weird people using like a uh, one of the guns. So, what about flash? Will will flash? Will a flash grenade or whatever the hell it's called take them off of there? We didn't I really always, try that one. I always forget about using flash grenades, but I don't think that works against them now. Yeah, I've been in Monster Hunter 4, like in Monster Hunter World, I feel like the flash grenades are absolutely important and instrumental uh, in dealing with flying creatures and the such if I'm using a ground weapon. Uh, oh, yeah. But but in Monster Hunter 4, so when I went to fight uh, Rathian for the first time, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm smart. I've got my flash bugs or whatever the hell they were you know prepared but actually getting them to work on him and stun him out of the air seems a lot more difficult in four than it is in world yeah i I would definitely say so so on top of that uh kizu was inflicting us with thunder blight yep which is always fun yeah because that always makes you more prone to silly effects like paralysis from future electrical attacks so hopefully you brought a few null berries and he is weak to fire, of which I have no fire weapons, so that wasn't really helpful to know. Ooh. So it was carry a lot of potions. Do we card on that one? Yes, I believe. I think I did. Thought we had a card. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's just a pain in the rear end, and then he does that yeah. long, that long tail whip thing that you see from a couple of monsters like Pookie Pookie, a Monster Hunter World, and stuff. Where he'll not only just do that quick turnaround and knock you with his tail, but the tail extends out for increased radius <laughs> because quote it's rubbery. Yeah, it's like getting slapped with the freaking water hose that's full of water, a fireman's water hose. Bow. Yeah, it's it's pretty hard to get the hang of his attacks. I remember this is one of like when I was kind of just getting my feet wet with the game. This was one of the ones that always always I would get stuck on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we 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 pulled through, Mike and yeah. I. We were tag team. We took down Kezu, and dang it, I got pieces of rubber for my effort. <laughs> and I needed them for some upgrade. I still need more. So unfortunately, Mike, we might have to go back and hunt more Kezu. Uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, then, uh, then I know, uh, I did some, uh, some, some pickle hunting as I alluded to earlier. And for those of you who don't know, I'm referring to devil Joe. Yes. Uh, full disclosure. I completely forgot <laughs> what Phil called the pickle. So the walk, he's just a walking pickle. He's got like two. And here's the thing. It's like, it's, you're like looking at this creature 
And it's like it's like a demented Tyrannosaurus in a way because he's uh, I mean, Angie looks very much like a one on one representation of what you would expect from a Tyrannosaurus Rex minus the the sinus problem he has. Pickle Pickle is like a mixture between a pickle and a Tyrannosaurus. He has smaller four. They don't do anything at all, really. They're just kind of hanging there. Uh, He's shaped like a really long pickle monster but he's got kind of like the back legs of the tyrannosaurus that's the only way he can get around but holy freaking fr- so it's kind of a little disarming at first you're like what well, this guy doesn't look that difficult i mean he's big but i mean come on he, he doesn't he just has the two beanstalks he's standing on but holy she holies this guy throws himself around like nobody's business mm-hmm. so and it was really funny because you know this is something they just recently recently added into monster hunter world and and so my friends were like oh new monster let's go hunt it phil and we went and hunted it and they're like ah oh, that that wasn't so hard well yeah four of us ganging up on a regular uh devil joe wasn't all that difficult but then we decided to try tempered devil joe because there was an event there was an event and it was only up there for like a day if that long so we're like oh well i bet you i bet you that's a good way to get some of our tempered items that we need and drops that no 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 tempered <laughs> tempered devil joe is, exists in monster hunter world for one reason mike to teach you a lesson in humility oh sounds like fun yeah yeah just oh just so painful the screams of my teammates oh my god it hurts mommy <laughs> is that a cat i see is he taking me back to camp oh have you fought have you fought devil joe in the earlier iterations of course yeah and and how how was that is he is he is horrible and haunting in in monster hunter 4 oh yeah it's absolutely brutal nice now uh, have you and in monster hunter 4 have you tried late does the meat trick work because I tried it a couple of times in World, and he never really took it, but I, I suppose I could do better figuring out the timing of when he's actually hungry or not. No, never tried it. So my understanding is if you can get him when he's hungry and you put – because he basically – so one of Devil Joe's things is he gets hungry and he eats anything and everything. Um, so uh, so he'll go off and he'll find something to eat, and you'll see him salivating. And hopefully you're not the one close by when he decides to do that. But um, uh, my understanding is if you lay down a poison meat, that's where those different meat types that you can create and in, in, in back in the town uh, actually for once come into handy. From what I understand, I've not been able to get it myself. But Mike, let me just take a moment while I, I've, you know, I've not fought the Monster Hunter 4 uh, Devil Joe. I have watched videos and he, he does look fearsome there. But let me highly encourage you. To go find yourself some Devil Joe in Monster Hunter World, even if it's just the the normal Devil Joe, because uh, it, it he it is super super fun to watch his interactions with the other monsters. Excellent. You know, those turf wars, he's like the king of turf wars. <laughs> uh, so nothing's more fun than you're fighting him, and Great Jaggy comes along. You know, Great Jaggy, who's basically you know the punching bag for every hunter and and everything else well for De- for for devil joe he's just a weapon that's what devil joe does 
he attacks the smaller gray creatures running around and weaponizes them against you. He'll fling them around Ooh. like a dog's chew toy, knock you with them. And if you think you're safe being far away shooting with your bow gun, oh, no, 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 no. He will take that great jaggy and throw him at you like he was throwing a hard bowling ball. Nice. And then as he knocks you back, you can almost hear him going, Steve Reich. <laughs> and then there's like the times where he'll get into something really big like a basil geese. And, and and Basil Geese is kind of the trolling monster of Monster Hunter World. When you hit a high rank, it's like Basil Geese is everywhere dropping crap on you and, and, and ruining your hunts. So it's really super fun when he tries to ruin your hunt with Pickle. And if you just jump back and just let those two go at it, it's fun to watch. It, it's just great because they're kind of on equal footing um, because they're both there basically to troll you. So... Yeah, no, it's it's super fun. You should you should definitely check out the interactions alone are are worth getting into con or getting into hunts with pickle. You're you're excited about pickle, I can tell. Yes, yes, I really need to get back to Monster World. Yeah, uh, I've just been distracted by good old Monster Hunter Four. Well, and speaking of, you'll be happy to know that I got past in the last couple of weeks. I got past uh, Gore Magala, I think is its name. Yes. And T-Grex. thing. I don't know which one. Like, T-Grex is pretty hard, too. I don't know which one was kind of harder for me. Uh, yeah, they're both pretty nasty. T-Grex is just super fast and a pain, complete pain in the butt. And Gore has that funny little status thing going on. Uh, yeah. I, he, he seems to be a roadblock for uh, some of my friends who are kind of working their way slowly up. I could see that. It's, you know, he doesn't have any super complicated patterns or anything like that i don't think it's just a matter of yeah avoiding that stale status ailment as much as you can because it can just wreck wreck you completely wreck you so the 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 status effect and i forget the exact name that we're talking about gormagala is uh, dragon blight or something oh no it's not dragon blight it's chaos blight or so it's it's a kind of a unique mechanic to monster hunter 4 dragon blight is a different one where that will take away your ability to do it'll take away affinity and take away your ability to do elemental damage but with gores that chaos dealy it basically starts filling up a meter underneath your name basically at that point your goal is to do as much damage as possible which puts you on the offense which is dangerous especially if he's raging um but if you don't do enough damage before that bar fills up then you'll get a debuff that essentially makes you very vulnerable to damage Mm -hmm. uh but if you can fill it up then and or if you can do all the damage before the bar fills up enough damage then you will instead get an increase in your affinity which is the critical critical hit chance right right so so it's you know it's kind of a give or take thing uh now you can temporarily lower the timer so to speak the bar by eating a nullberry but a nullberry will never actually cancel out the effect altogether or make the bar disappear altogether once you got the bar you gotta either do enough damage or wait for the bar to fill up and take the debuff which lasts a good 30 60 seconds something like that Mm. and there's been times where i've gotten that debuff and i'm like you know what i'm just gonna go stand in arena number two over here i'm gonna (laughs) sidestep out stage left and wait for that to wear off yeah that's that, that is definitely the best approach yeah, because yeah. if yeah, like like I said, if that thing can just act, absolutely wreck you and uh, just wipe you out b- 
before you even realize what's happening. Now the thing is, I feel I feel like similar to to Diablo in Monster Hunter World. I feel like the way you know because that was a bit of a robot for me, and it is a robot for a lot of people. We'll talk more about Diablos next week, but or next show. But I felt like I kind of cheated in how I got past Gore and T-Grex. Yeah, how's that? Well, because I usually play Insect Glaive. Uh, but to get past Gore, I went ahead and swapped out for the Charge Blade, which has a shield. And then on top of that, I equipped the Amulet Auto Guard. <laughs> so I'm I, well versed in this. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I I heard it's like a cheaty tactic. It's like the the poor man's way out. Whatever. It's all right. And uh, I understand with the lance, it, it's I don't think if you're using that combination, you can actually use the cancel attack. Uh, so there might be a problem if you're trying to lance this up with the with this amulet. But but basically the amulet automatically, if you're using a shield and the monster is attacking you and you're not holding down the block button, it's it basically auto blocks for you. Uh, and this is great because it works even if you're walking around as long as the weapon's drawn. I can be running towards the monster and suddenly he springs at me. The shield will go up. The only time the shield doesn't auto block is if I'm in the middle of an attack. So as long as I'm not attacking and I got my sword and shield out, I will continue to auto block. Uh, and and it's it's better on stamina management because normally if you're worried if the monster's going to attack you or not, you hold down a block button, your stamina doesn't regenerate. And every time the monster hits you, your stamina goes down. So if you get too defensive for too long, you're going to round stamina. He's going to kick your butt. Uh, instead, you know, I can leave my finger off the button. My stamina goes up. And when the monster does attack, I'll take a chunk off the stamina, but then it goes right back to regenerating. So, yeah, it works. <laughs> yep. It works really well. As long as, you know, once I go into axe mode, then it's not so much fun anymore. So I got to pick those axe. But I, I had so much fun, uh, you know, having the shield up and just taking my sword swipes here and there. And then when I had uh, my, my vials filled up, picking my moment to just basically unload with him in axe mode. You know, usually when I'm behind him and I think he's distracted by my palico. Poor kitty. Uh, <laughs> go kitty go go kitty go and then i would just open up a can of a whoop ass on him with the with the axe mode and it was just awesome yep yep that is the way to be for sure it brings a tear to my eye mike <laughs> but now i'm kind of like i'm worried mike i feel like i'm getting addicted to the charge blade and it's, it's pretty good man maybe i'm getting too reliant on it I, I need to go back to the insect glaive and just learn to get good but it's so easy with the with the with the charge blade uh, you'll get bored of not like flying around the battlefield, <laughs> right? Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Well, we're gonna take a tiny little break. We'll be back with our next segment in just a moment. Welcome to the investigation segment where we pick a monster. We dive deep into it. Uh, we're actually going through the list of roadblock monsters in Monster Hunter World uh, for the next, you know, so many chapters until we get through them all. <laughs> uh, yet last week we did uh, Anjaneth, and today we're doing Mr. App's personal favorite, Legiana. Ugh. Pretty sure Legiana is Latin for get down from there. <laughs> I think that's what it's Latin for. Big flying dragon, you know, just just doesn't want to get down. I want to believe that. <laughs> right? 
Yeah, just get down uh, and whatnot. And, you know, one of the websites I was reading and, and researching this a bit said, you know, after a few Street Fighter monster encounters as part of the story, Legiana is a difficulty spike you might not be ready for. Does that sound like you, Mr. Apps? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. So, so what? Uh, so, Legiana is. Uh, let's let's paint the, uh, the the picture, right? Legiana is a flying uh, dragon, and I forget the exact classification. Wyvern dragon, Fly, flying wyvern, maybe. Yeah. Um, let me just take a look real fast and pull that up. But uh, Legiana, Legiana is the, the the queen of the coral reef, so to speak. Assuming it's a lady dragon, and it it loves to fly around, breathe lots of ice on you, give you that status that basically runs your stamina through the floor, and and the ice attacks have a pretty big area effect. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty hard to, to to dodge, especially if you're not really prepared for it. Yeah, so you can get pretty wrecked your first time fighting this thing if you don't know what you're up against you know and legiana doesn't care legiana nope. is just there to wreck your monster hunter experience <laughs> uh let's see here um but uh, legiana is very slim I, I like one of the things i like about legiana is that uh, is that there's a lot of dragon type creatures that really just look like dragons? Um, they all pretty much look the same, but with different colors, in my opinion. But Legiana actually does have a different body type. It's a slimmer dragon with a lot of like big, huge wings that look like they could catch a lot of air. A big, flowing uh, tail, and it's really cool when you turn Legiana into armor and you've got all these like membrane wings and tips and stuff especially with the bow it's like it it's like a tri bow it's just it's split into like three different things it takes up half the screen which makes it hard to aim but it looks cool uh yeah yeah uh but yes uh it likes to uh it likes to uh not only fly around but dive at you with extreme precision and agility sometimes even grabbing you in its feisty little claws toss you around you didn't you didn't experience any of that did you i did and uh, i mean the first thing was i took me forever to even find this thing and find the thing because it like it's it uh, hides up way up high in that level off at a corner that you may not think to go to and you may miss especially if you miss the tracks you may be wandering around the rest of the map where it does not live uh and um you know, I didn't know that you could use flash bombs on it. So, uh, well, your life got a lot harder. <laughs> yeah, because if you do not use flash bombs on it, the thing stays in the air like the almost pretty much almost the whole time, and you have very limited, you know, opportunities to attack. And if you're not really prepared for that, um, you'll get hit with the ice blasts. And you'll just get completely wrecked, which is what happened to me. Yeah, I, I, I don't even. I'm not even sure how you'd handle this if you were going after it with a hammer or a great sword, like a slow oh, yeah. weapon. Good, good luck with that. Legiana, even with even with flash bombs. Yeah, yeah. Legiana is weak to uh, is very weak to thunder and poison, and somewhat weak to fire, sleep paralysis, blast, and stun effects. Uh, not really weak at all to water or dragon is completely immune to ice. So keep that in mind. Uh, now for, for me as an insect glaive person in monster hunter world, I just got up in the air with her and kept beating the crap out of her. But let me tell you what, boys and girls, if you're one of those people that are prone in any way, shape or form to seasickness when playing a 3d video game, 
playing Inset Glaive against Legiana will certainly take you to that point and beyond because the screen's shifting, especially with the camera lock on, and you're just trying to, you know, she's flying at you super fast and diving at you. You're jumping up and flying, and it's just, it's insane. The camera's just all over the place. Uh, so that's that's difficult. But yes, the, the general advice we would tell you is, first, you want to make sure uh, it, it, that the armor you're wearing isn't weak to ice. <laughs> I mean, if you happen to have oh, strong yes. to ice weapon armor, that's better. But I understand that, you know, like a lot of people like me, I didn't have anything strong to ice at the time. I think I was using, for the most part, Anjaneth armor, which is probably weak to ice because it's strong to fire. So you might want to pull out one of your other sets and throw in a few armor spheres in it to help minimize uh, damage. But whatever you do, don't go in weak to ice, number one. Uh, number two, you want to have some null berries because pumpkin will hit you with the, that that ice status effect that'll slow you down or drain your endurance or whatever the hell it is, ice blight or whatever the hell it's called. So you really don't want that ice blight. It's exactly what it's, it's ice blight. Um, and yeah, ice blight. If I'm not mistaken, slows you down. So no fun. Then, uh, then you want to take flash grenades. The problem is you can only carry three of those guys, right? Right. So you're going to want to learn really quickly about this thing called crafting in the field. You can carry up to 10 of the bugs needed, the thunder bugs or the flash bugs, whatever the hell they're called. But you can carry 10 of those with you in your inventory. So after you've used up your three, you can, you know, you might have to run away a little bit or be very good about getting into the start menu while you're running like the Dickens. But pull up that menu, create three more. Or... A little tip, a little gaming pro tip here, boys and girls. If you're using the the radial menu to quickly make you to do like quick items to quickly pick like your healing potions and stuff, if you put the flash bombs on them and you run out, then uh, it will automatically craft a new one if you have the materials in your inventory. Ooh. Of course, then you have to click it again to re- to load it. So you actually have to click it once to make it, and it'll say, okay, uh, flash created, and then click it again to load it up into your arm. And then you can flash him. So sometimes if I feel like I got a, a, a second, I'll just open the menu make three real fast because that's it. Because then I only have to click once to load all three. But yeah, when you're running for your life, sometimes it's easier just to create one real quick from the quick start menu, uh, the quick click menu, whatever the hell you call it, the left uh, joystick menu, and then um, and then click it again to actually load it up. So yeah, because you want to knock him it's the same thing when I'm fighting, like, Pink Rathian's the worst. Pink Rathian just wants to be up in the air all the time. That's all Pinky does. Ugh. So another one you want to get really uh, familiar with the with the flash uh, flash bombs or grenades or whatever the hell they're called. But uh, then when you get them down, the, yes, if you have fire uh, weapons, those are great. Uh, thunder weapons are better. Uh, I had a Thunder Insect Glaive, so that was super awesome. Now, when you get legiana wore down legiana tends to retreat like most monsters back to her nest that's way up in the stratosphere on the top of the mountains and quarries and mike i can't tell you how frustrating it was i kept getting lost couldn't figure (laughs) out how to get up there because while the map system is pretty good in monster hunter world and it does say she's way up in there gives you like an altitude you know compared to you but i couldn't figure out how to get up there Uh, it took me a while too and and then when you do figure it takes you forever to climb up there until you discover the awesomeness that is the uh, the hook shot. Did you figure that one out? No, I did not. So so once I figured that out, Mike, I went from dreading Kieran and Legiana both have their retreat up there, and I used to I used to I used to like dread the fact. Okay, now they're down to ten or twenty percent. Now they're going to go all the way up there. By the time I get there, they're going to sleep it off. 
and get some more health back or whatever. Um, there's two ways past it. One is if you've got the ghillie man- mantle. It, you, generally speaking, both Kieran and Legiana fight you. If you come out of the northern camp, you take a left. There's that big area with a slope that you tend to fight Legiana and Kieran the most in. They're almost always there. They're there like half the time. Um, and if you go right off the beginning of a quest, they're almost always right there, right there outside the camp. But um, normally you have to start chasing it down. You start climbing up fines and all that. But if instead you simply go up the hill and straight to the end, there's a dead end. Or so it seems. It goes off into an abyss. But there's a strong gust of wind constantly going up. If you throw up your ghillie mantle, it'll take you straight up to her nest. What? Boom. Like that. Yep. Ghillie mantle for the wow. wind. That's one way. The second way is the hook shot. If you're paying attention on on those vines that you're climbing up and you look up right above them, there's almost always one of those lit bugs that you can hook onto by pressing the circle button while you're aiming. And you'll hook shot onto it. And there's one practically every step of the way. So once you get good, you start feeling like Batman in Arkham Asylum or whatever because you're just hookshot, hookshot, hookshot all the way up to the nest. I've gotten so much so good at it and it's so much fun that I don't bother with the ghillie mantle. But I used to do the ghillie mantle to get up there pretty quick. And in fact, it's easier even if you don't normally bring the ghillie mantle out with you or you forgot to bring it. It's usually faster and easier just to go back to that camp because it's right there. Get the ghillie mantle, assuming that you have, and you probably should at that point, and then just go back out and fly up on the current. So that's your secret pro tip to get up to her quickly. I mean, and in all reality, I don't feel like the monsters really regenerate life that quickly while they're sleeping. So don't stress out if you don't get up there super fast. But for me, it was just more the frustration of it took me, it felt like forever, and I just hated climbing that much. It could take a while to climb up there too. Yeah, yeah. Just just remember, keep going up. Whatever you do, don't go down. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, but Legiana is uh, considered the apex predator of the Coral Highlands. So it's no wonder that you and some other players have run into a few problems trying to take it down. So there you go. Hey, you want you want to hear a little bit of trivia that'll make you feel better, though? Yes. Uh, I, I don't know how much time you spit in the Rotten Vale. But corpses of Legiana can be found there. Ooh. And you will oftentimes see, um, oh, I, I never get his name. We always call him O-Dog, but Ogarian or whatever, the, the big, huge dogish creature that you fight. Yeah. Yeah. He's, you will see him carrying her carcass off to go eat. <laughs> so oh, that's that'll, great. that'll make you feel better about all those bitter battles you had with Legiana <laughs> when you see that. It's totally awesome. I cool. Can, I, I, Gonna have to look out for that next time. <laughs> yeah, there. some of the interactions, gay. I will say, Monster Hunter World doesn't have the the depth and the cool monster. Some of the cool monsters that we'll be talking about later on in Monster Hunter Four, uh, but uh, I do enjoy a lot of those interactions. Those are those are pretty unique to World. Yeah, it has a lot of nice modern touches to it for sure. And, yeah, yeah. Well, it's definitely it's like it's those modern. It's just modern. It's those inner. I think the interactions where you'll see like the monsters get into a fight with each other, or you'll see O Dog carrying off Legiana, or you see Legiana, uh, you know, getting into a fight with Paulo, or uh, attacking some of the smaller creatures to eat. It's kind. That is like the cool thing about Monster Hunter World. It does make you feel more drawn into it, where that there is this full ecosystem rather than than just this dragon that's just waiting for you to come and kick its ass. Like when you first get on the scene, if you just stay at a distance, this monster has its own little 
internal schedule and eating habits and sleeping habits that it will do on its own and it interacts with the environment around it and the other monsters will interact with the smaller monsters and go after them and it's like a food chain that's going on so uh it is pretty interesting as you fight these different monsters you'll get to know the food chains and you'll get to know that when you're hunting one monster if another monster comes in you're like oh wait a minute that's its predator let me step back and let it do some damage (laughs) so yeah it's definitely one of the touches that i don't think they could have ever really accomplished in the earlier in the uh, earlier versions of the series because they just didn't I mean for one they didn't really have the horsepower on most of the systems they were running on and you know the other is uh, I mean the engine it's they've probably been using the same version of some engine for a while now so uh, they was definitely due for like a complete refresh and uh, I'd say they've uh, despite some a bit of a bit lacking in monster variety they've definitely pulled that off mm-hmm. well uh speaking of variety we need to mosey on over to a new segment so give us one tiny second And that ringing bell can only mean that the Argosy has arrived with fresh new mail and forum chat for us, Mr. Apps. Woohoo! Answering questions, my specialty. Yeah. First, we got we got a whole bunch of forum comments here, Mr. Apps. Excellent. Uh, Mr. Bobby says that he said that our uh, podcast, of course, we, we refer to this as a story and not a podcast. Totally different. Totally. Completely. Completely. But he says it was fun to listen to while playing Monster Hunter World. Nergigante is next on his list, his hit list, so it's nice to know he's a jerk. <laughs> Bobby, we wish you all the best luck and let us know how your hunt with uh, Nergy goes. Yes, please do. Let's see here. Ombre says he needs to get back and play some more Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. What do you think about that, Mr. Apps? Uh, yes, you do. And feel free to hit us up for our friend codes so that we can join you in the hunt. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the easiest way is just to, for me is just to hit me up on uh, on Twitter because I, I don't get to spend a whole lot of time online. A lot of what I'm playing, I'm disconnected from Wi-Fi because uh, I'm out and about. So, but yeah, I'm not all, and, and we pretty much have committed to mostly being on Sunday nights, especially. So I guess that's where my friend. If you hit me up on Twitter, I'll send you my friend code. Uh, but uh, he's like he says it's also nice to see we got different main weapons for his part he can't stay away long from his mace he also loves the mm. dual blade the great sword and the long sword but is not able to play well with range weapons fails badly every time he tries it's almost a completely different game what do you think about that apps uh yeah we definitely say it's almost a completely different game and um i don't know if you're trying them in multiplayer but i would say that's the best place to try them out because you can kind of fiddle with them while other people are distracting the monsters so yeah very that's that's definitely the best way to try them out that's right just to just tell your friends look guys i got your back you got them i'm right behind you you guys go ahead I got your back if I can figure out how to use this. I can figure so, out how to yeah, use. Go ahead. Yeah. I will tell you. I did. Uh, I you know when when apps and my friend and I were playing. That is a good point. It's a little difficult when you have three and four melee people all up there swinging in these wide arcs because a monster hunter it'll knock them off. It won't damage them, but it'll unbalance them or trip them up, stop their combos. Uh, so it gets a little frustrating. So it is nice to have one or two. In those situations, one or two ranged characters who can just sit back and go pew pew. 
Yeah, especially if you have a dedicated group of people you play with, I would definitely try and encourage at least one or two people to learn the ranged weapons because I'm sure you'll find uh, uh, there's a ton of benefits to to working that way. Because I mean, if you've got some good melee people, you know the ranged attackers can kind of just sit there and keep constant damage on. Well, and uh, on top of that, long time. And on top of that, a lot of your ranged weapons have an easier ability of inflicting different status effects like paralyzation and sleep. Uh, if you're using like a bow with the different coatings. Now, the, the way Monster Hunter works is if, let's say I'm using a, a sleeping sword, right, that has a sleep effect uh, or whatever it may be. There's diminishing returns. The f you know, the first time you, 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 you slept the monster, it may have taken 10 hits. The next time it'll take 20. The next time it'll take 40, right? But with melee weapons, they can't really switch out. So because of that, most players will opt not to use status ailment weapons. They'll generally go for elemental damage weapons or even just pure damage weapons. Um, so, but for you as a range weapon user, you got different coatings. So after you put them to sleep once or twice, uh, then you can switch to a paralyzation coating. Then you can switch to a poison coating. And, and so by the time you've gone, got him a couple of times on each one of those, okay, now, now you probably would have to use up so much coatings it's not worth it anymore. But by that time, the monster's probably dead. <laughs> you know, after you've done six different status effects on him, you know, rotated out, so. Or at least it should be. Yeah, it should and be if, by then. And if it's not, you've got some problems. Yeah, blame, blame those friends. Absolutely blame those friends. But you might want to let them know if you're doing sleep, because if they got bombs and stuff, then they can put them down. But if they if he just suddenly falls asleep and they didn't see it coming, they might still keep wailing on it and it'll wake him back up. And the other thing is, I think there are like heal bullets you can get for the bow guns. Mm -hmm. I may be remembering wrong, but I think yeah. there are. The bow guns have healing bullets. Okay. Of course, then you have to get your friends to stay still, or you have to be really good shooting. So keep that in mind. But I would agree with you. Like on a single player level, that's really tough to do unless yeah. unless you got some really great palicos and you got them specced. I guess I don't know if you can spec palicos in Monster Hunter Four to be tanks and grab aggro. Not really. No. So good luck with that. <laughs> You're gonna need it. Uh, Ombris agrees that looks are very important when choosing your armor. Super important. Mm -hmm. uh, Budai says I'm really feeling the. The, the four ultimate itch lately with all this talk. He loved World Before You is just one of those games that went above and beyond. It's the culmination of the series. Yeah. Uh, as much as I'm appreciating Generation slash uh, Double Cross more, uh, four is still the culmination of the series and still the best game in the series. Although I am sure something in the future world line will top it. The 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 question of the day that I received, and it kind of ties in with one of the forum posts as well. So I'll make it like a two. I'll kind of break it up a little bit. But it's the, the original question is, which weapon is the best? And in a forum, mm. somebody said, which which range weapon would you prefer? So how would you how would you like to answer that, Mister Apps? Uh, I think the gun lance is the best weapon for me because it kind of it's a, a mix of a lot of different things without really being weak at any of them. So you've got a shield for defense. It's got strong attack. Uh, it's got a nice, like, super powerful ability you can use every now and then to get in some nice damage. Um, and it's just got a lot of versatility. Like the, so you can use it. You can use the gun thing to do some extra damage as well. 
and it just it's a really good weapon a wall around weapon good to for learning the game good if you already know the game um so for me i think that's the best weapon now i know from some things i've seen that the charge blades may actually be from a technical level the most powerful weapon in the game uh but i would say the gun lance being a bit easier to use is probably uh just a bit better so that would be my answer to that part of it as for uh what ranged weapons to use um it's hard for me to say because i haven't really used the bow guns very much at all uh mostly because they're really hard to control in the older games uh so i would say the bow in general is pretty a lot simpler because you're not using like different bullet types you just have some coatings um, depending on the bow you have, there, there's probably a restriction on which coatings you can bring with you, so you're not going to have a ton of options. Um, it's just a matter of getting the handle on the controls, learning how to use like its special little attack, and just kind of getting the hang of it. So, uh, yeah. Um, gun lance and bow are the way to go. For- so, great answer, but it was the wrong one, Mr. Ant. What? The correct answer was, whatever weapon works best for you. Oh. <laughs> you set me up with a trick question. I just I'm just reading what they wrote up, just like you know you answered it incorrectly. Uh you know, that's what we'll always tell people, right? Go on and try the weapons and, and figure out what works for you. And that's what works for apps. Now with that being I'm said I'm sure there's I'm sure there's someone's listening that's like, dude, the gun lance it sucks. It's the worst. It sucks, yeah. Can't, it, can't use it. Yeah. What the hell, man? Why'd you tell people to use that? And, and of course, you know, the last thing you want to do is ask me for, for my favorite weapon. It kind of differs uh, based on game a little bit. Um, I was going to say the, the insect glaive. Well, on Monster Hunter World, it's the insect glaive. But I would I would definitely not recommend that to a new player who's oh, just trying no, to figure no, out the no, game. No. <laughs> that will not end well um, because there's so many moving pieces to it with the bugs and the buff and lots of aerial combat that can be disorienting at, at the best of times. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of, uh, I forget what they call it, not a red herring, but it's kind of, um, it's kind of one of those weapons that tends to trap people in because when you're doing all that flying, you're like, Ooh, this is the most awesome thing ever. And I'm not very, you know, you don't get too many hit too often while up in the air. So I'm just gonna keep flying around and hit, 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 hit. But that's, you know, with that particular weapon, that's actually not the most efficient way to, to use it. Yeah. You, you have to get into a timing of when you need to jump up, when you need to propel yourself forward, when you need to crash down the enemy, which gives you the, the mounting damage. And then you got to know when to keep your feet on the ground and start comboing because that's your highest DPS. Yes, you're most vulnerable, but assuming that your red buff is up, that's yeah. when you really do the great DPS as well. Yeah. As soon as you get like two two to three of the buffs... Uh, that's when you want to start doing damage. Mm-hmm. Like if you think if you can think you can get the third one, go for it. But as long as you have at least two, that's you should be going in and getting some getting some work in for sure. My my second favorite weapon there is the lance, and we'll talk more about that on the next chapter. <laughs> Diablos, <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, the lance has helped me get through monsters that were giving me a really really hard time. With the insect glaive, and again, we'll we'll dive in that more detail next show. And then for a range weapon on Monster Hunter World, uh, really great with groups, and it's also helped me out with a couple like basil geese. Who uh, really with basil geese, the further you can stay away from pumpkin, the better, uh, because basil geese just keeps dropping his his uh, scales, and they basically turn into hand grenades. So when you're using <laughs> a melee weapon against him, 
he just shakes his body and suddenly like dandruff, explosive dandruff just falls off of him and you go kablooey. I have no clue. I guess other people's reflexes are much faster than mine because I just get blown sky high when I try to do a melee weapon with him. So range weapon helps. Uh, for me, it's it's the bow. The, the, the mechanics improvements that they did from the older games to the newer games really shines with both the insect glaive and the bow. The bow just feels so much more dynamic. You have a dodge mechanic now that just makes you feel so badass because you'll you'll dodge, you'll drag your arrow along the ground, it lights on fire, which gives you an extra level of charge. <laughs> and when you get into a groove of dodging and timing those shots, not only are you staying untouchable, like O-Dog, which can be a really big pain in the butt for slow melee weapon users, can't touch me when I'm using the bow. I keep dancing around him. He's slow compared to me when I'm using the bow. And I just keep getting in those charged shots. Whereas before, the old mechanic was you had to stand still and charge up the shot. And that's still a thing in Monster Hunter World. You use it once in a while. The fact that you can dodge and that charges you up along the way and does in a way that makes you look like a badass is is super, super fun. And it mostly shines in groups. But there's been some times where I'll solo, uh, solo with it against certain monsters like Basil Geese. Uh, on Monster Hunter 4, I've been leaning towards the Charge Blade. <laughs> it's, it's great. <laughs> the Charge Blade with the with the Artoguard gem has helped me take down really, really tough monsters. And I do like the Insect Clave. And even in 4, where it was first introduced, it was a lot of fun. But unfortunately, World has spoiled me a bit. Whereas the Charge Blade is the Charge Blade. It's, it's, it's an awesome weapon in both games, and it pretty much works the same in both games. Uh, so I'm just, I'm just having a, a ton of fun with that. Uh, I have been using, when I need a ranged weapon, actually, in that game, though, I've been using the light, bow, uh, the light Bow Gun. Because I happen to have the components to make this one that looked like it had a, a high attack number. So I just went ahead and I figured I'll just try it. And then when I created it and it and it they you know it gets put on my character, I'm like, do you want to equip it now? Yes. Suddenly I have this huge hypodermic needle on my back. <laughs> <laughs> it's a light bow gun in the shape of a large hypodermic needle. So nothing says, hey Rathian, it's time for your checkup. And like this big, huge, like needle that looks like you could ram it up his rear end and make him cry for mercy. <laughs> so, but that's definitely something that I tend to use a lot more in multiplayer, trying to go after a T-Grex or, uh, you know, a Gormagala. You, I could not imagine trying to do that um, effectively. I think I would just die over and over again. <laughs> so there you go. Been fighting around with other weapons as well, but those are my personal favorites. Great question. And Gun Lance is wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I actually do want to try the Gun Lance more, given that I like the Lance so much. I just need to give Gun Lance more of a shot and see if I don't also like that just as much. And that jovial music means we have reached the last segment, the canteen, where Mike and I just sit around and talk about what we're working on. What you working on, Mike? Well, uh, I've been playing a lot more uh, Monster Hunter Double Cross, Double X, Triple X, whatever you want to call it. Um, Been trying to build up some better weapons uh, and kind of just grind along because I'm only at the three-star quest so far, so... Been making some solid progress there, and um, 
hoping to continue to do that, and I may try my try my hand at actual multiplayer with some Japanese randos sometime soon. Uh, but my big trouble recently has been in Monster Hunter 4, where I've been trying to get a build up a good weapon to fight that uh, purple Gipseros we talked about last week. Isn't he cute? No, no, he is not. <laughs> uh, but he's weak to fire. Which, you know, just make a good fire weapon. Uh, so I've got this gun lance ready to be upgraded into either like a Brachydeos weapon or a Rathios, Rathian weapon. And I have all the parts for both, except I'm missing one part for both both of them. One, I'm missing a Brachydeos tail, and the other, a Rathian plate. Both the Rathian plate um, has about a 1% drop rate in most cases, which is absurd. Uh, so, um, I have had no luck with that whatsoever. And as for the tail, um, as far as I can tell to, to get the tail, you know, sometimes you can just kill the monster regardless and maybe get the tail piece. I actually have to knock the tail off this time. And every time I've tried to fight it so far, the help of other people, of course, um, yeah, no luck getting that tail off. So I am stuck upgrading that gun lance and I'm not going to try and fight that purple monstrosity again until I get some sort of upgraded weapon because uh, yeah that thing was just super annoying the last time I fought it your your story reminds me of uh, uh, so Rob who's up to like eight star quests now or something like that he was telling me he's like Phil you know one of the things I've, I've said often is in Monster Hunter World you know every creature seems to breathe fire like a good set of fire gear like a uh, Rathalus will get you far because uh, it did for me. I mean, it practically got me through the entire game. Or Angina. But um, uh, he's like, Phil, in Monster Hunter 4 high rank, it's poison. Everything poisons you. So now he's very <laughs> proud that he has a new anti-poison set that makes him immune to poison. Would, would that be helpful here? With Purple, um, purple Boy? Most likely, yeah. Uh... I also know uh, from, my, from my studies, when it comes to breaking off parts of monsters... It is tougher in multiplayer because of that hit point multiplier and you basically, you know, you, you, you would have to have, you know, so the monster gets two, two and a half times more health, right? Well, so does right. its various parts. So if you normally fight a monster and you focus on the tail, you figure, you know, you're doing half the damage is getting on the tail. The other half is actually accidentally hitting the body or whatever because damn it, you want that tail. But um, when you play a multiplayer, well, the other players are doing whatever. And because of that, the percentage uh, – and so you're only doing half of your hits on the tail. The other half are accidentally hitting the body. The other players aren't probably even focusing on the tail. So you're probably only getting 20% of the tar- party's total damage on the tail. And mm. so he tends as mathematically, unless the party's coordinated or you at least have one other sharp weapon person helping you on that tail, just turns out you have a lower probability of doing that in multiplayer than you do in single player. Unfortunately, in four, that's the only place I've seen a Brachydeos quest so far ah, as a multiplayer. That's fair. So, yeah. Good luck with that. Bye. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can always do single player, and you know, you just focus uh, on the tail, and it'll just take you two uh, and a half times longer than a normal monster. I'll just try a few more times with multiplayer and see go. if I get a good group. Well, what do you have like a, a, a an auto uh, like a like a shortcut set up this that that does the verbal thing of like, hey, I really want the tail. Help me with the tail. Maybe that would help. Uh, no, I should probably do that. Yeah. Or just you know, it has a 
has a keyboard in the game, I should probably just yeah, just type. You can set it up as a short. You can set it up as a shortcut, so you can just press the shortcut button, and it will automatically pop up. So you don't have to yeah. type it in every time. And uh, I heard you're doing some stuff on Monster Hunter Stories. Yes, I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter Stories. So this is a game. Did you just get a Monster Hunter Amiibo? Is that what this picture I see is? Uh, that is my fourth Monster Hunter Stories Amiibo. Yes. It's so adorable. They are awesome. Oh, and the, the you can actually take the character off, like the monster, if you just want to display the monster. Oh, that is like, too cute. I'm just, yeah. I don't really do amiibos, but I might just get it just because it looks so cool. Just to have it's, it sitting on my desk yeah. or something. That's cool. It's pretty great. Shoot, uh, cool, cool. And, and so, have you been doing anything exciting in the game lately, or are you just working on that next next couple of weeks? Um. I'm just kind of pro- progressing in the story for that. Uh, I mean, the the amiibos actually give you like in-game. They give you whatever monsters on the amiibo. Mm-hmm. Although some of some of them are like higher levels, so I can't even use them yet. But uh, yeah, I've been been just progressing in the story of that, which is you know, kitty but fun. And the, the part I'm at now, you actually go to like a city of hunters, and everyone is like looking at you weird because you're walking around with a monster. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, it's it's um, it's really cool. I was really surprised at it, just how good it is, and um, I've seen rumors that they may be working on a sequel on the Switch, which would be awesome. So oh yeah, now t- true that. Well, I've been uh, I'm working uh, I'm working on my five star quest, and and I'm actually down to I've got one regular quest, and then I would you know logically go after the urgent next if I feel I'm ready for it. So I want to knock that one out, and then I'll give a shot at the urgent. See if I need to, if I can handle it, or if I need to to level up, <laughs> up armor up, weapon <laughs> up, uh, you know, and the such. So, and again, you know, we play Monster Hunter World on. If you want to join me, play Monster Hunter World on Friday nights, and I play Monster Hunter Four Ultimate on Sunday night. And you can hit me up at Twitter at JC Servant, all that other fun stuff. Anywho. The other thing I'm working on is the Spring Festival, or the Blossom Festival in Monster Hunter World. Spring Blossom Festival. This is an awesome thing you guys want to get into if you haven't logged in for a little bit. The town's been decorated, especially the 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 hub, the multiplayer hub at the top. You'll want to go and check it out because there's this huge poogie made out of flowers. It's just <laughs> awesome. Uh, the characters are all dressed up in their... Uh, spring blossom clothing you can you can you can you can earn your own spring blossom set if you so desire and get that going one of the cool things that's going on is that all of the event quests that have been posted so far are all now currently up so if you missed your chance to get your very own ryu outfit for your character or if you got the playstation 4 version and you missed the horizon zero dawn event and need to finish off that palico armor that makes him look like one of the raptors from the game Now's the time to get caught up on that. And there's some really, even if you've got all those cool little things like the Wiggler head and everything else, there's you know, a lot of those event quests are just really cool and fun and awesome and can get you, you know, a lot of gold or get you unique drops or get you the trophies if you're looking for the smallest, largest monster trophies. There's different events. You can, you'll have to go to Google because we don't have enough time in the show to go through all the cool different events that are going on, all the different things you can do from that. But uh, 
and special festival food and there's one other thing oh and then instead of having the weekly bound the the, the limited weekly bounty quests they basically have daily limited bounty quests that give you uh, special tickets that you can use to buy fireworks uh, that you can set off and make really pretty colorful pictures and <laughs> I, if you're into that sort of thing uh, plus plus uh, some other things but just tons of loot to be earned right now it's really really cool one player said that the music in the gathering hall sounds like something from skies of arcadia so that's even more reason to go you know check it out because that's an awesome game uh, with an awesome soundtrack but yeah definitely if you're not if you haven't logged into world in a few days you need to go and download the update and get back into it because there's a lot of cool stuff going on there including oh by the way of course the quest everybody wants to go for the event quest limited edition that everybody really wants to go for fight temper devil joe Oh no! <laughs> Fine. Oh, you know one Not more. Not ready for that. Yeah, one more final gaming tip before before we leave you all tonight with Monster Hunter World. There's a couple event quests uh, that were I think were on the third page that are just gather berries. And some people have asked, what are those quests for? Because you just go and collect berries and boom, you're done. And you don't get that much money for them. So what's the point? And then they're on there as like six and eight star quest or whatnot. Those quests are specifically designed to help you gather up the, the, the tempered creature tracks. Those are what open up the tempered creature and the tempered dragon investigations that you need to get your higher end gear and, and weapon augmentations. So uh, normally you just have to kind of find those around when you're running around doing expeditions, but they're kind of spread out. In those event quests, they're like tripled, quadrupled, Ooh. quintrupled. So it's much, much easier to find your your tempered elder dragon tracks in those particular event quests. That's what they're there for. So you might want to go and check it out uh, if you're struggling to get the tempered monster quest that you're looking for. Now's a good time. Jump in and do some of those berry quests. Just run around and collect the tracks for a while. I've actually, you know, I've, uh, I actually have a set of armor designed to increase my scout fly range and fill up my investigation bars faster, specifically for that purpose to to be able to do those faster and more efficiently. It's easy to make those sets because they only use mm. they only use like bugs and metals and stuff for the most part to create. So if you want more details, you can always hit me up on Twitter and I can take you a screenshot of my... It, it really looks horrible as far as fashion design goes, but it's very effective for picking up tracks because it's like a few of different different sets. It's a mixed set. <laughs> so, cool. Well, thank you all so much for listening to us. If you hang on tight, uh, we'll give you the end credentials, tell you how to, to reach us, leave comments on our forums at forums at rpgamer.com and so much more remember of course this is a production of rpgamer.com so you want to go check that all out but we'll, we'll give you all that in just a moment and then if you hang on for a little bit after the credits you'll be treated to one of mr app's favorite sound bits from is that from monster hunter double x the tigrex song uh i believe that is a if it's someone assuming it's the one i posted it is a fan-made one. Oh, it's a fan-made one there you go yeah it's Monst- a metal version of the zen ogre theme oh zen ogre i'm sorry i get yeah. those mixed up zen ogre tigrex they're both badasses they yeah. both want to rip you apart into tiny little bits and pieces <laughs> so they're easy i did actually had a lot of uh fun fighting both of those guys recently uh in monster hunter 4 because they're both around the four or five star rank and uh yeah they're vicious vicious oh yeah Take no prisoners. But yeah, thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to uh, seeing you all again on The Hunt Stories for Monster Hunter.
The Hunt, Stories from Monster Hunter, is a production of RPGamer.com, your source for RPG news, reviews, podcasts, and more. Leave your comments on our forums or hit us up at Twitter. You can reach out to Phil at JC Servant and Michael Apps at Ask Wheels. Let us know what you think and help shape our future shows. When you got a craving to turn monsters into fashionable gear, come back and join us on The Hunt, Stories from Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter.